On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. A couple words real quick, and then um, we'll get to some questions. Yeah, well, it's great to be with you guys. I mean, since we got, uh, since we got a good small group here, um, can we just – Say hello. Can you guys can you guys give me a quick shout out and just uh, you know tell me who you are and and how long you've been there and just give me a chance to get to know you a little bit. So, oh, hey Frank. Yeah, go oh, ahead, Michael. Okay, okay, thank you. Uh, hey Frank, um, I'm Michael Terraza, so a big fan of the Colts. Happy you're you're our, our head coach. We're blessed to have you. Uh, I have been with the Brawl Network. I just started uh, with them. You know, probably about seven months ago, I just started my own podcast about a year ago. Huge, passionate fan for sports. Been the biggest Colts fan for a long time and uh, just happy to be here and happy to meet you. Great. Thank you. Patrick, you want to go next? Yeah. Coach Patrick Durfline, D-Line Sports, here with my co-host, Jeremy Swoops. Uh, Honor to get down and get a, sit down and talk with you guys. Matt, appreciate all the hard work you've done to put all this together for us. Thank you so much. Yep. Thanks, Patrick. Appreciate that. Uh, Joel, you want to go next? Sure. This is uh, Joel Baoku. I'm uh, here with Say It Again Sports. And so I've uh, been working with them for the last couple months. We have a podcast and talk quite a bit about the Colts. So excited to, to be able to actually catch up with you and get a word with you. Great. Justin? Yeah, Justin here. Uh, big Colts fan uh, for my entire life. I uh, started off with uh, the Brawl Network and Colts Brawl. Started my own podcast as well with Joel uh, at Say It Again Sports. We try to cover all sports, but we often talk about the Colts a little way too much sometimes. But who can talk about the Colts too much? <laughs> Derek? Hi, Frank. Uh, yeah, my name's Derek Larger. I'm a co-host of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Uh, we started it back in 2019 right after the 2019 season. Uh, we now have hit just almost 2,500 subscribers now. Uh, been huge Colts fans ever since I was born. Uh, just wanted to say uh, I'm glad to have you as our head coach, and it's an honor to meet you. Uh, Anthony, you there? You want to introduce yourself? Yep. Yes, sir. My name is Anthony. Um, I just started out with the Brawl Network with Mike and Justin a few months ago. I'm a writer for their team. I was just on their podcast uh, yesterday, and I'm just a big Colts fan, man. I'm just uh, real blessed to have you as our coach, and uh, it's good to meet you. And Chris? Not sure if he's on mute or not. Okay. Um, all right, very good. All right. Well, I appreciate that, guys. And, uh, you know, I look forward to uh, getting to know you guys as, as the season goes on. And, you know, obviously time is always limited all the time. But, you know, Matt and the staff here does a great job of, you know, trying to help out. So if there's ever any special projects that we can help out, you know, we can't promise that we can do everything. But um, I really appreciate what you guys do. 
And I really do believe that in many ways, uh, you know, we just all work together. You know, we all work together to, to do something to, you know, to do something really fun that we all enjoy doing for a game that we love. And it's very entertaining to people and, and, and people are interested. So uh, when, when I can help out, I'm always help, happy to help out. But um, I just know that I see it as a partnership. I really do see it as a partnership, you know, to promote the game, to promote the Colts. And um, so we just, we appreciate, you know, your support. And I know that sometimes when we lose, you're going to say some hard things. That's okay. Just so you know, we're still friends. Okay. You say, if you say I made a bad call, if I went for it on fourth down and you, and you're, and you're yelling and screaming, what was Coach Frank doing? And then we get on this call and I look at you and I say, hey, Michael, what are you doing, man? <laughs> My daughter told me that you said that was a bad call, you know? My son-in-law listens to all your pod. My son-in-law listens to every Colts podcast there is, I think. So, um, but just know, I, you know, that's all part. That's all part of it. It's all fun to me. It's all fun. So um, appreciate what everybody does. So yeah, like we said this morning, um, just really excited to get going. Um, you know, rookies are kind of starting to hit stride a little bit. Really impressed with physically where they're at mentally how they've done this week you know we told them that the goal was the goal was that when the vets walk in here and we start with them on Monday we don't want the rookies to have to play catch up you know that, that they had a week uh, they basically had a week to get up to speed so that when the vets get here like we can't slow down you know we can't slow down so get up to speed and I think they've done a great job you know we're going out and doing these walkthroughs and you can tell they're mentally tuned in um, their walkthroughs, so you're, you know, they're not running hard, but they look good. You know, they look good. And as football coaches, you know, we get paid to just look at them and say, yeah, he looks like he's good, good body composition. And even though it's just a little jog through, he's moving well. So uh, just anxious, anxious to get going a little further with these guys, get the vets in and get the whole team gelling together. All right. Uh, Jeremy, did you want to start off, start us off? And just a reminder, again, uh, if you guys have a question, put your name in the chat function, and I'll, I'll go ahead and call on you. Thank go ahead, you. Jeremy. Yep. Thank you. Uh, again, thank you for giving us your time, Coach Reich. Uh, we know you, you are a busy man, and there's a, a lot to get to. So um, I'll just start off and say, uh, due to the new regulations caused by COVID-19, are there any of the uh, – traditions that you guys have like for training camp and with rookies and new free agents that you're going to have to miss out on or and have you guys thought about that going into this season yeah great question um because you know we we hold traditions very near and dear to the heart right um there is you know as i said this morning there is a new normal but there's still some of the traditions will still remain sacred i mean you know we always do fun stuff like uh you know the rookies will still have to sing in front of the group. Um, you know, we'll still kind of have a rookie show that we do, that we do some fun little traditions like that. From a football, from an on-the-field standpoint, we really won't be restricted that much, you know. So the traditions of, you know, how we set up our practices and what we do, um, you know, really it's just – well, really what we want to do is just give everybody an opportunity to make this team. And, you know, we got 90 guys on the roster and everybody who's on the roster, we feel has a legit chance to make this team. So it's our job as coaches 
to set this thing up to try to give everybody a fair shot to develop and to show what they have. And without preseason games, um, you know, that puts even more of an emphasis on how we structure practice and the competitive nature of practice. So uh, we might actually create a few new traditions that can be good because we got no preseason games. So we're looking forward to that. Michael, you want to go ahead? Oh, you got on mute there. Good? Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. Uh, Frank, one of the um, most special and intriguing positions there is to watch in training camp is the wide receiver position. And this is sort of a two-parter. One uh, undrafted free agent I've grown to like a lot is DeMichael Harris. He is a really fast and speedy, shifty player. How do you evaluate the wide receiver group with how much depth there is and if he makes makes it past the unfortunate cuts you guys are, are going to have to make, how much of a big emphasis can he make in a, you know, a statement he can make in this offense? Yeah, I mean, he, like you said, Michael, he's, he's fast and he's quick. Um, I was impressed with him during the OTA meetings. He has a really good presence about himself. You can tell it's not going to be too big for him. Um, so, you know, I've had a chance to see him in the walkthroughs here. He's handled everything mentally well. Um, I'm excited to see him get the ball in his hands. And you know, I know this guy's an explosive player. So get the ball in his hands, get pads on, and, and give him an opportunity to prove himself. Oh, you know, one of the things that, you know, with, with, the, with this new normal we have is the practice squad is bigger. Um, and we, we always have a view that every year, even in previous years, that our practice squad players are part of our roster because most of them end up being on the active roster at some point. And we just probably feel like that's going to even be more the case this year. So um, looking forward to see what he has. Looking forward to seeing him bring some juice. Okay. Uh, Anthony, go ahead. <clears throat> hey, Frank. So uh, my question is, um, I just seen that Philip just came in yesterday. And uh, uh, my question was that, um, how, how motivated is Philip, you know, coming in, you know, uh, with a new team and everything? Um, he, he's a veteran in this league, but, he know, you know, he's coming in, like, knowing the playbook, you know, being with you in San Diego and everything. So how, how motivated is Philip, you know, um, uh, for this season coming up? Yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, I've known him for a while. This guy is motivated all the time. He wakes up motivated. Um, it doesn't take much to get him going. He, he, he loves ball. He loves the locker room, the teammates, everything about it. Um, this being his 17th year, he and I, we had a team meeting this morning. Uh, we had a team meeting this afternoon. And after the meeting was over, he and I sat there and talked for an hour, just talked ball for just an hour. Just, you know, his day was over because it was at the end of the day for him. And it was really, the first time we had a chance to sit down and talk at depth, but just talk through the roster. And he was talking through even the little bit of throwing he's done with the teammate, with some of his new teammates and just listening to him talk about his new teammates. That was really exciting. It was exciting to him. It was exciting to me. Um, so I, I can't wait. He, he already looks so good. I told him I, he already looks good in that blue horseshoe, get a blue sweatshirt on with the horseshoe. And I've already gotten used to looking at him in it. So that feels good to me. Um, really looking forward to, to the impact that he's going to have on this team. All right, uh, Justin. 
Hey, Coach. Um, so last year, there was a huge emphasis on the run game, which I think has really helped the offense, in all honesty. Um, this year, we draft Jonathan Taylor. We bring on Roosevelt Knicks. How is this going to really uh, affect the way that the offense runs? And what's that pass-run ratio going to look like this year? Yeah, that's no, good. That's good, Justin. Um, yeah, real big run emphasis. That's going to continue to be a big emphasis. We just believe that's part of the winning formula. Um, in a pass-happy league, at the end of the day, when you look at it, it's not 100%, but a lot of the teams that are in it at the end, and it's not always everyone, but most of them can run the football. And so, um, you know, we're going to continue to put an emphasis on it. The exact percentages, I always, I always like to say, guys, like in the perfect world, the perfect game is you run for 150 yards and you throw for 250 plus. You know what I mean? You throw for 250 plus. Uh, you get about 65 plays. Uh, Phillips, 21 for 30 for 250, you know, um, and then we've got 35 runs. Uh, you know, we got 35 runs for four point something to carry because at the end we're running four minute offense and we're just grinding it out. And so that's 65 plays that that's a, that's a, that's a nice stat line. You know, that's a nice stat line. One of the things that we want to do, Justin, that better that than what we did last year is we had some really, we had multiple games that we were over 200 yards rushing, which is hard to do in this league, let alone do it several times. But we also had some games where we just got stymied, where we did nothing. And so we want to be a more consistent team. You know, we, we don't want to walk in. You know, I know there's good defenses that it's hard to run against, but we're good enough on offense that we should be able to run the ball against anybody. So I don't know. I mean, I'm just, just talking to you guys here. I've never really had this um, as a goal. Maybe this will be a new goal for us as we're talking, that we have no less than 100 yards in any game. I wonder if that's ever been done before. I don't know if anybody can look that up, um, but that would be an interesting stat to me. Has any team ever gone a whole year? They probably have. It's probably not that hard to do. I don't know. That's but we need to be more consistent. All right, Derek. All right, Coach. So I want to talk to you about uh, Julian Blackman. Uh, I really like his awareness and his toughness and the speed at which he plays the game. Uh, not a lot of safeties that play with the aggressiveness that he does. Kind of reminds me a lot of Bob Sanders uh, back 15 years ago. So uh, I just – obviously he's dealing with his rehab still, dealing with that ACL. But, you know, even though he's not been able to work out a whole lot uh, – What's what's he been like in the meetings, uh, adjusting to schemes and everything else with the with his teammates, and how close is he to a hundred percent? Yeah, thanks, Derek. He's doing great. Um, I agree with you. He's an extremely aggressive player. You could see that on the tape. You can feel that talking to him. That he's got that mindset. He's a very, very instinctive player. You can just, you can feel that about him as well. Again, that shows up on the tape. So, um, and physically he's doing well. I mean, he's definitely ahead of schedule. He's making very good progress and we're very optimistic that um, we're very optimistic about him playing early in the season. Um, and he's, been great, he's been great meeting. In fact, just today, 
I had, uh, you know, like I said, I pop in and out of meetings, but I had a long, uh, I had a long conversation out on the field today with Alan Williams, who coaches a safeties, just kind of talking to him about it more in depth about his perception of, of, of the safeties that he's had in his room so far. And, uh, he just had a lot of positive things to say about Julian. Uh, Chris Shepard, I see you put your name in. If you can, um, you want to do a quick introduction and then ask your question? Yeah, sure. My name is Chris Shepard. I'm with Stampede Blue. Um, I, Coach, you and I actually talked down at the Senior Bowl and um, had a good chat there. But anyway, the, the thing I wanted to ask you today, um, it, when I talked to you at the Senior Bowl, I asked you specifically about quarterbacks and wide receivers, and I didn't think there was any chance I'd have to ask you about a running back. Um, but sure enough, you guys went out and took Jonathan Taylor. And uh, just looking ahead to week one, um, you know, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. You guys ran for 134, 35 yards a game. Uh, what would you set the over-under at for team rushes in week one? I I'm thinking 40, 45. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, I love that. Uh, that sounds like a good number to me. I'm all in on that number. Um, you know, Jacksonville's a very good defense. They always have been. So, um, but we definitely want to go down there and be physical and, and dominate. And, and there's no better way that to do that than in the run game. But one of the things that you definitely learn in this league is that uh, you, you need to have the mindset that we are going to impose our will by running the football. But, um, you know, but we also need to make plays in the passing game. So I, I, I'm not opposed. And I know we have the talent on offense that if we have to throw it 50 times to win a game, you know, I'm, I'm more concerned about getting the W than I am making sure we get 100 yards rushing in every game. Um, you'd like both of those things to happen automatically. But, um, yeah, so we will, we will want to run the football. It'll be, it'll be nice and toasty down there in Jacksonville. It'll be nice and toasty down there in Jacksonville week one. We've talked a lot about that, getting our players in shape for that. And, you know, if we could establish the run – you know, in the heat and humidity um, and, and, and break a team down. I'm sure they're going to try to do the same thing to us. They're going to try to do the exact same thing to us. So it'll be a good matchup. Patrick, you want to go ahead? And excuse me. And Chris, yeah. I do remember that. Obviously, I do remember the conversation down at the Senior Bowl. We had a chance to stand there, talk for a while on the sidelines. It was good meeting you down there. Yeah, Coach, I just wanted to go back on some of the uh, new norms that you was talking about earlier and see if you could explain some of the changes in your coaching style that you have to make with this unprecedented season as far as uh, evaluating the rookies and the free agents and putting the best team on the field that you can with your arms being tied behind your back, if you will, this season. Yeah. So, you know, part of the new normal is just the schedule, you know, knowing that, hey, we got we to gotta come in and test the first thing part of the day you know right now we're testing every day so like for instance we adjusted the schedule we adjusted the schedule at least to start out where our first uh, walkthrough which is normally a little bit early normally around 10 o'clock you know we pushed it back to 11 because we know we got to test and we still got to do everything else we got to do so part of the new normal is is just doing stuff like that um the new normal as far as evaluating guys is knowing there's no preseason games, just creating situations in practice. We always do that anyway, but you know, there'll probably be a few more live periods in practice than there might normally be. Um, 
just to get better evaluation on things and get some work on tackling and stuff like that that we need. So I, those are a couple of the examples I can think of of the kind of new normal. Joel. Hey, Frank, uh, thanks for taking the time out for us. This is Joel with Say It Again Sports. Um, I wanted to ask about DeForest Buckner and, and how he was uh, starting to get acclimated, especially with not being able to work with the team as much and uh, figure out what your emphasis on defense will be this year. Yeah, uh, you know, DeForest, um, obviously haven't seen him out on the field yet um, because we're still, you know, waiting for the vets to totally get cleared for that. But what you could tell, Joel, was uh, is it Joel or is it Joel? Joel, you got it right. Yeah, that's my fault. I mispronounced it. Oh, you're fine. Yes. You're... No, you said it right. But when I look at it, you know, I just wanted to make sure it's I got spelled. it. Yeah. <laughs> sure I got it right. I, anyway, um, so it was, I, I don't know, you just think you get, you, you know, there's, I mean, you guys, you, you talk to someone, you think you get a feel for them. And, I, you know, DeForest immediately, like, oh my goodness, this guy's the real deal, you know. He's a, you can feel his humility. You can feel his presence, his confidence. You can feel his, that he's a good teammate. Um, and then just physically, you can tell even looking at him over a Zoom call that he's a big man. So um, I'm, I'm really excited to see the impact he's gonna make on this defense. You guys have heard us talk. You guys, you guys know this as well as anybody. We talk a lot about the importance of the three technique. Um, you know, we're building this team inside out. That's what Chris and I have said from day one. This team needs to be built inside out. That's why you get guys like Quentin Nelson and DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard. You know, you build it inside out and um, build you that strong foundation. So, you know, really expecting DeForest to come in and make a big impact because he can, he's one of those rare players that he can be dominant in both the run game and pass rush from a three technique. And the reason is, you know, is he just physically good, but he's long. He's got length, but he's got quickness and suddenness in the pass rush game. And, and then he's got a high motor. So, um, and then he's a good teammate and he's smart and all those other things. So really thinking that he's going to make a huge impact. All right, we can take a few more here. Uh, Michael, you want to go ahead? Yes, Frank, with Jacob Eason, uh, you know, he had the biggest arm in the draft. We all knew that. I, I liked him. Uh, when it comes to no preseason games, will that sort of push back his developmental process without, you know, seeing a new defense, seeing new players? Mm -hmm. And what are some of the things that you are excited to get and work on with him that you weren't able to do so virtually? Yeah, just fun seeing him throw. But yeah, I mean, first of all, to answer the first question, Michael, it does hurt the development a little bit, um, but it's just the way it is for all the rookies. So, um, you know, you just got to work extra hard at it. We really believe that, and as a guy who was a backup quarterback for a lot of years personally and not getting a lot of reps and still figuring out ways to get better, you just look at it like that's just the challenge. That's just the reality. But I think Jacob's done a nice job. Um, you know, I, excuse me, I've been in a lot of quarterback meetings, um, you know, and just seeing his understanding early on, I met with him several times, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, just going over some stuff, protections and stuff like that. And uh, you can, 
you can you can feel his aptitude. He's got a really good aptitude. Um, and even just for the few days that we've been out here, I mean, he's the only quarterback out on the field right now in these walkthroughs. So um, you can just, he's doing a very good job mentally. And, you know, we're doing walkthroughs, but a lot of times at the end of it, he's still throwing the football. And um, he throws, you know, we all knew this, like you said. I mean, you can just watch him throw the ball. The guy knows how to throw the football. So um, it's just going to take some time. It's just going to take some time. The quarterback position is a big jump. You know, he's behind a, a couple guys that are really, you know, in Philip and Jay and Jacoby that um, he can learn from and and have time to grow. So, and then he's competing with Chad for that number three spot. And it'll just be fun to see how that plays out in camp. All right, Derek, you want to go ahead? There we go. All right, Coach, so I want to ask you about another player, uh, Trey Burton, obviously another player that you know very well, uh, comes in, adds to that tight end group after you guys obviously lost Eric Ebron uh, to free agency this year. So I look at Trey Burton uh, as complimenting Jack Doyle really well, uh, another guy that can run block, can catch, do all of these things. Uh, we all know Phillip Rivers is a very – tight end friendly quarterback we've seen it throughout his entire career uh how excited are you to add trey burton to this list and are we going to see a lot more double tight end packages for the offense this year yeah i mean trey trey will play a significant role um you guys know i had trey in philadelphia and he is an extremely extremely skilled route running tight end um, of the tight end, and I've been around some really, really good tight ends. Trey's right up there with the best of them as far as being a good route runner. And he plays really smart. He plays very instinctive. And, and he's fast. I mean, he's fast. So I expect, I expect a big contribution from Trey this year. And you're right, Derek, that there, there is um, – he will compliment Jack Doyle and Mo Alley-Cox and um, – the thing with Trey is he's such a good receiver that you can extend him outside of the formation. You can put him out wide if you're getting a lot of man coverage. And if he's one-on-one -on, -one on a safety, that's a big-time matchup. If he's one-on-one -on, -one on a linebacker, that's a big-time match mismatch. Um, and then we know he can throw the ball, too. You never know. He might have some kind of reverse form. I mean, the guy, he can do it all. All right. And, Justin, you got the last one for us here. No pressure here, right? Yeah. Uh, Justin Coltsborough, Broad Network again. Um, so this might be a little unclear with everything being so fluid with COVID and changing every day, but do you see there being a place, like a, a special list for each of the teams that have players throughout the season that test positive for COVID, or do you think it's going to end up taking spaces on the 53-man roster just like normal injuries would? Well, they are making, um, you know, the league, thank goodness, is, is, you know, they're making some exceptions about how the roster can move, how guys can move more freely to and from the practice squad, obviously bigger practice squad. Um, you know, there's the injured COVID injury reserve list, of, you know, as this all stuff, as it all gets finalized. Um, It'll be, you know, hopefully it's not necessary, but it probably will be. You know, the way Chris and I keep talking about it is, you know, let's just not flinch no matter what happens. Let's just not flinch. 
Um, we can handle anything. We'll, we'll get guys ready to play. We'll figure it out. We'll adapt and we'll adjust. Um, well, you know, we would love for the best case scenario happen that no one, no one goes down and everyone stays healthy. But, you know, we've talked about all this. We've talked about most of, the, I think, all the scenarios we can. I mean, you know, and we're trying to do the best we can to have a plan for all those scenarios, including with coaches as well. You know, I've already talked through with the coaching staff in detail, you know, what happens if this coach goes down or this coach or these two coaches to go down or who's calling the game if I go down or who's calling the game if Fluce goes down. So every scenario that you can think of that could happen as from players and coaches, you know, we're, we're talking about all. I can't say we've hit everyone I, and we're trying to hit them all, but we're just going to have to adapt and adjust as we go. And I think the league is doing a good job giving us the tools to be able to do that in the right way. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank Appreciate you, Coach. Thank you, Thank you. Enjoy it. Take care. Thanks, Matt. God bless. Have a good night, guys.